If you have your Bibles this morning, take them and join me in Matthew chapter number 6. Good to see all of you this morning. I'm Pastor Mike. If you're a guest with us, may the Lord bless you for being with us today and uh, hope that you're uh, doing well. We're coming and talking again today about this very important topic. The disciples saw the Lord Jesus, heard Him praying, and they said, Lord, teach us to pray. So now for some time we've been talking together about what it looks like for us to pray like Jesus prayed and prayed as disciples. So as followers of Jesus Christ, we pray. And the Lord Jesus teaches us to pray the way he would have us pray as disciples. Matthew chapter 6 is where we'll be looking this morning. And while you're finding your place there, let me, let me mention a couple of things to you. First of all, uh, as you heard today, we're focusing on uh, foster children and other things. In just a moment, we'll be praying. And I wanted to say, I want us to pray today, especially thanking God for those foster parents who also uh, have a part in the adoption of children uh, who are in their foster care. One of our, uh, some, some that we know are in the process of of seeing that happen with a foster child being adopted, praise the Lord, and that's wonderful. Also, uh, so we'll be praying about that in just a moment together. But I also want to uh, share with you something that I have done, and I'm, I'm going to be speaking to you about this in the days ahead and invite you to perhaps join me, my wife Pat, and others in our church who are doing this. I have uh, completed all of my paperwork uh, so that I might uh, become a DCS volunteer it's a lot of paperwork, a lot of things you have to go through, but I want to encourage all of our church. I want to encourage many of you here today. <clears throat> you may be like Pat and me. You cannot foster, but you could, you could certainly become a DCS volunteer. There's lots of different things that, are, uh, that volunteers are able to do. That includes also being able to uh, be with the children, be with uh, uh, the, the natural parents and also foster parents. Lots of things going on all inside of DCS. Uh, they need volunteers, but you have to make sure you complete the, the uh, information and the application. So I want to encourage you to do that. If you'd like more information, uh, just reach out to us at the church office, and we'll be in the days ahead giving you some additional uh, information about that. So now we come to Matthew chapter number 6, and you've had time to find your place in God's Word. Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse number 9, here's what the Lord is saying to us now about how we pray as disciples. Pray then in this way. Or as Luke's gospel says, pray and say these words. Say, pray and say, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the foster parents of, in Tennessee and around the country who sacrifice greatly but love children deeply. We pray also for those families who have it and have felt the, the leadership that you've given to them to adopt children. 
We pray for both foster families and adopted families. Thank you, Lord, for that. Many in this church have been blessed by doing both of those things. We pray that you would call out others to be foster parents, and we pray that you'd call out others to be adoptive parents of children. We plead the, we plead the case of the fatherless today. We know that you will take care of them. <clears throat> we pray that you might grant to our church that we would be faithful to step forward and do our part to assist in this very important work of caring for orphans. Now, Lord, we pray that you might teach us from your word and help us to understand it today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So our focal truth today is this, that we pray, Heavenly Father, when we pray these words in verse 13, and do not lead us into temptation. We are praying, Heavenly Father, protect us from yielding to temptation. This is a prayer Heavenly Father, protect us from yielding to temptation. I wonder today if you know and have thought much about temptation. It's all around you. You experience it every day. In fact, I might ask you today, what are you being tempted by as you come to church today? What temptations stand before you? They're in your mind. You can't get them off your mind. Uh, they're, they're coming through uh, relationships you're you're, the people you're associating with, they're coming by what you look at on the internet. They're coming in all kinds of ways. The world is filled with temptation. The reality of temptation never goes away. Does God tempt us to sin? Well, of course not. So what does this mean when we pray this? And what is temptation anyway? When, he, when the Lord says to us, and do not lead us into temptation. What is temptation? And then why is it so important for us to pray uh, to be to, to be tempt, uh, to be to pray to be protected from yielding to temptation. I also call your attention to the conjunctions in verse twelve and thirteen. Did you notice them? When we begin to pray this disciples' prayer for our requests, notice we say, "Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors and." Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I've taken the last petition, broken it into two parts. Next week we talk about being delivered from evil. All of these things show us that these are all together. You don't pray some days, well, Lord, today I need daily bread. No, you need daily bread every day. You don't pray some days, well, Lord, forgive me of my debts. And I've, I've needed to forgive some every once in a while. And you don't pray and once in a while lead me away from temptation, protect me from yielding to temptation. What we learn from the Lord Jesus is our daily bread, our daily spiritual needs and physical needs, our need for forgiveness and forgiving others, and our need, our desperate need to be protected from yielding to temptation all around us and to be delivered from evil are absolute priorities that you must pray every day of your Christian life. There are some here today when we come to talk about temptation, you have an idea about temptation that it only comes up once in a while. Or, or you have an idea, well, you know, I went through these temptations and now I won't go through those kinds of temptations anymore. Now I'm going to go through the, no, you go, temptations, temptations spin and swirl around us and overtake us every day of our life as we live on this planet. As a result of our own flesh and as a result of the world system and culture we're in, 
And as a result of the evil one, the devil, all these things come to bear on every Christian in this room. You are not exempt from temptation. This is the point of us praying this every day of our life. This is the point of the Lord making this idea or giving us this idea of praying for protection from yielding to temptation. So I have three observations I want to lift out of this, this phrase today. And I want, there are many others that I, could, that I could comment on, make other observations. We only have time for three. And so I want to talk to you about them. Boys and girls, you always listen so well in here. You see temptations also what you go through. Uh, students who are in this room, you go through temptation. What does the word temptation mean? Well, it means enticement. The word temptation to tempt means to entice. But it also, the word temptation has in it the idea of test. It has in it a, an enticement to draw us to sin. But it also has in it this matter of testing. And today I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bible to a couple of places. And we're going to look at some fairly famous verses about temptation because I think they link together for us and help us understand these truths. You see, some of us in this room think, well, temptation is, uh, I said this this morning in the, uh, the earlier service, you know, temptation's a young man's game. No temptation's every man's game. Everybody in this place, everybody in this house, including the speaker speaking to you today, we are living in a world filled with temptation. So I must establish this principle first, that temptation's not just an on and off thing. Temptation's not just something that, well, it might show up. No, it's around you all the time. When you open your eyes, when you start out your day, when you walk through the day, when you end your day, when you go to bed at night, temptation is real. And temptation, the enticement to sin, to sin from circumstances and from people around us is very real. And there will never be a time as a follower of Jesus when you are not going to have to deal with temptation. The question is today, how are you doing in dealing with temptation? Well, I'd like for you to take your Bible. Now, first of all, let's think about this. Number one, pray that you may... When we're praying and lead us, uh, lead us not into temptation, we're, we're saying this. We're praying, may you lead us to avoid yielding to temptation. Secondly, we're praying, may you lead us to escape through our temptation. This is very interesting. The way I'm trying to phrase this for you to help us all see this very practically. And then we pray when we pray this phrase. Lead us not into temptation. We're praying, may you lead us to overcome temptation. And I remind you of this today to start with. The Lord Jesus Christ lived his life facing temptation. Now, those of you in this room who think that temptation is something for uh, the new Christian and that somehow you're going to get to a place in your life where you've, uh, you don't have temptations anymore. Someone's fooled you, by the way. Somebody's fooled you. The reality is, is that the Lord Jesus lived his entire earthly life surrounded by temptation. So each of these principles, these observations I'm making are true of the Lord Jesus. He prayed so that he might not yield to temptation. He prayed and spoke with God the Father. 
so that he might be led through temptation and escape it by enduring it and then overcoming it as a result of enduring temptation. Some of you, this is the most practical thing that you need to hear in your life because you are about to yield to some great sin. You are about to yield and temptation, you're now being tempted and you're about to fall into sin. May my words be a warning to you. May my words be a reminder to you. This is why we pray. This is why we pray seriously. This is why we pray urgently. And do not lead us into temptation. Well, first go with me to the famous passage about uh, temptation in the book of James. Find your Bible and, and go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1 is where I'd like for all of you to take and turn in your Bible as we think about, first of all, how we pray and do not lead us into temptation. What we're saying is, Lord, may you lead us to avoid yielding to temptation. You see, it's one thing to be tempted. It's another to yield to temptation. To take the bait, that is to sin as a result of it. John, uh, James mentions to us here, in verse 12, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. I'm about to talk to you about the, one of the greatest trials in your life. You're going to have this trial all the days of your life. It's called temptation. Blessed is the man, notice, who, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Or you can put in there temptation. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Oh, to be in heaven, there is no longer any temptation. The glory of heaven, the place without temptation. But now here we are. James says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, verse 13. For God cannot be tempted by evil and he himself does not tempt anyone. So we know these words are not a prayer, Lord, don't tempt me. These are not words, Lord, don't tempt me. God doesn't tempt. The Lord does test his children. The Lord does allow temptations in our life so that we might follow him, trust him, believe him, walk with him and overcome them. You see, this is the thing that sometimes happens in modern Christianity. We, we have this idea, well, if you're saved, you'll never have any trouble. No, actually, when you're saved, you'll have more trouble. When you're saved, you're going to have greater temptation. When you're saved, you're going to have greater trials. That's what we do. We learn to trust Jesus Christ through all the trials of life. Let no one say when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by God. Verse 14, but each one is tempted. Here's the idea. Each one is tempted when he's carried away and enticed by his own lust. So I see it. Oh, here it is. Someone's done something bad to you and it was real what they did to you. Now you're tempted. Now you're tempted. Am I going to do bad things back to them because they've done bad things to me? You're now under, you're now temp the temptations there. It'll happen over and over in your life. It'll happen when you're a young child. It'll happen when you're a full grown old man. It's going to happen over and over. What are you going to do? Retaliate? What are you going to do? Some of us... Dealing with sicknesses and troubles and physical ailments, we wonder, am I just going to give in and quit? Am I just going to give up? Am I just going to, am I not going to believe God to, 
that there's a purpose and reason in this. Oh, here comes the temptation. Here it is. Or I go a certain place that I know I shouldn't go. And I go back and associate with a certain group of people that every time I'm around them, I'm pulled back in. I'm pulled back into the same old lies, same old, same old falsehood, same old enticement. And I think I'm going to get something different out of it. And it's always the same. Whether it's alcohol, drugs, or some kind of sexual relationship, or covetousness, or stealing, I could go on and on. Here's temptation before you. You know what it is? Our old flesh likes the enticement, the delight in that, that uh, temptation, that enticement. We see it, James says, it's your lust that's enticed. Verse 15, when your lust conceives, that is, you desire it, then you say, oh, I want that, and then you do it. And that's what verse 15 is, when it's conceived, when lust and desire for something that's sinful is, is acted upon, then it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. You see, this is what we learn, my dear friends, today. That temptation surrounds us all. Temptation is not just something that comes once in a while. It's, 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 in, it's in this room today because we face it in our minds. It's the challenge of what we deal with in our minds. It's all those circumstances, those voices, those ideas, those thoughts that we have in our minds. It is common to us. You see, personal lust attracts us to temptation and personal lust acts on it. And finally, there comes then sin. And so in my life, why, why do I want the Lord to keep me from temptation, to keep me from yielding to it? Because when I yield to it again, what am I back in as a believer? Forgive me of my debts. Forgive me of my sins. You know, the Lord Jesus said it this way. Uh, I'll give you a verse here, Mark 14, 38. Listen, if this isn't important and if this isn't true, that temptation is all around us and the danger is not... Not, Lord, I don't want to ever be tempted. Well, okay, you have to leave the world. You're not going to be able to say that. No, Lord, it is lead us not into temptation. The Lord Jesus said, keep watching and praying. Listen, I'm quoting it now. It's Mark 14, 38. Mark 14, 38. Keep watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. The idea is that you might yield to it. Not the idea that you'll have it. You're going to have it anyway. But are you going to yield to it? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Are you listening? Oh, the temptation comes in my life. Here I'm faced with it. What am I going to do? Am I going to, am I going to say those ugly words to that other person? Because they've said ugly words to me. What am I going to do? What will I do? Oh, in my spirit, I say, I know this isn't true. But the more they keep talking like that to me, the more they keep, it just stirs me up. And finally, I erupt and say terrible things to them. I sin. I'm enticed. I'm drawn in. Well, you see, that's why the Lord Jesus teaches us here to pray and lead us not into temptation. You know, in Psalm 1, the blessed man is the man who does not, you remember those words? Who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. You know, the wicked, the sinner, and the scoffer. You know, there's an infection that comes from scoffers 
like you cannot believe. When you sit with scoffers, you will get infected. It is this idea of walking in the counsel of the wicked. They'll lead, it'll lead you to temptation. There is this path of the sinner. It doesn't go a good place. It doesn't go where you think it will go. There's no joy in it. There's no peace in it. So we pray. We pray here first in this first place. This very important, very important prayer. Urgently to the Lord. And lead us not into temptation. But secondly, we're praying, may you lead us to escape through temptation. Now, I want to take you to something shocking that you might not believe, but I want you to turn back one page from Matthew chapter 6 and look at Matthew chapter 4 for a moment. Matthew chapter 4. This might shock you. You see, this is, this is shocking. Some, we, we go over this so quickly, but we forget what the Word of God says about this prayer. Lead us not into temptation. Matthew 4, 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit. Into the wilderness. Wait a minute. Is my Bible right there? Hold it. Have I read it properly? To be tempted by the devil. I better read that again. Then Jesus was led up by the Holy Spirit of God. Into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Our Lord Jesus experienced the fire the, the enticement, just like you and I, of temptation. He's, he's one of us. For he himself was tempted in that which he has suffered. He is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. Uh, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore draw near to the throne of grace. Look, what does he do here? Quickly, you know what he does. The devil comes, verse 3, and says, If you're the Son of God, command these stones to be bread. Use your power to satisfy yourself. And what does the Lord say? He, he quotes the scripture. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil takes him to the holy city and stands him up on the pinnacle and says, Jump off. The angels will take care of you. You're the Son of God. Tempt God. And... So what does he say here in verse 7? Uh, the Lord says to him, you shall not put the Lord your God to, your test, to, to the test. And then in verse 8, he takes him, shows him the world. Bow down to me, worship me, and I'll make, you, I'll make you the ruler of it all. And what does the Lord say? Go, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. You see, the, the Lord was not exempt from temptation. My brothers and sisters, I love you. I'm trying to speak to you as your pastor. I want to help you today. The Lord Jesus was not exempted from temptation. If I'm spiritual enough, if I'm spirit-filled, if I walk with God and I read my Bible every day and I don't kick the dog and I do, I'm not going to have temptation. You're going to have temptation. Temptation is a part of the trial of living in this world. But we learn something very important about the nature of enduring our temptations. Now, this is the second famous verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Go over in your Bible to 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10, if you'll turn there, 
Uh, we won't be long, but I want to elaborate on this for just a moment. You see, believers know that God always helps. This is why we pray and lead us not into temptation. 1 Corinthians 10. Because believers know that God always helps them find a way of escape through their temptations and endure them. This is so important for us to know. 1 Corinthians 10 is a, is a chapter where Paul is reminding the Corinthian church, and I remind this church today, that the children of Israel lived in godless ways, though, the, though God was trying to do everything for them. They lived in immorality as they were in the wilderness. They were fed spiritual food. They were blessed and saw the power of God kill the Egyptians. They drank spiritual drink. I'm just going through 1 Corinthians 10, 4. Nevertheless, nevertheless, they were never pleased with God. And they were there tempting God. And they were also tempted and they sinned. They craved for things that they weren't to crave for. They lived in idolatry. They lived in sexual, open sexual immorality. Verse 8. They grumbled and other things. So what does Paul say? These things happened to them so that they would be an example to us. When you read your Old Testament, you see those examples of how to live for God and how not to live toward God. But then he comes to these very important words. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. Oh, I better stop for a moment. You know, if you've taken your children and ever gone to a high mountain place or one of those, uh, now I'm not going to get on one. One of, those, one of those suspended bridges. I'm not getting on one of those things. Going to get on that bridge and it's got a bottom and it's glass. I'm not getting on it. I'm not even going to get, I'm going to stay in the car while they do it. But there's that bridge and you can see down under, they have glass in the bottom of it. And you can see way down below, there's a, there's a, a canyon. And if this bridge doesn't stay up, I'm going to the bottom of it. I'm not going to get on that bridge. I don't want to fall. You, you're the first one you do. When you parents have your kids go to the edge of one of these lookouts, you run up there and say, now don't get too close. Don't fall. Maybe I'm saying to someone in here today, and this is all you came to hear. Don't fall. Be careful. Let him who thinks he stands. Here's the warning. If you think you're standing, you might be about to fall. Be careful that you don't fall. Temptation comes, it surrounds us, it overcomes us. Are you going to fall? Are you going to fall into sin? Verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. That does not mean, oh well, see... It's common to be tempted, therefore I'm going to commonly sin. That's not what it means. It's simply saying what the preacher's been trying to say here for 20 minutes. Everybody in this room is tempted. It's common. While you're on this earth, you will be tempted. No temptation has overtaken you but such as is common to man. Your temptations aren't some special elite group of temptations. Your temptations are common temptations like all of us in this room deal with. And God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. God knows the limits. That's why we pray and lead us not into temptation. 
We ask God for grace. We ask God to help us in these overwhelming, fiery temptations. But with the temptation. What? Wait a minute. Not in, not in spite of it or without it, but with the temptation. We'll provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure the temptation. My dear brothers and sisters, this is of such urgent matter. You escape through the temptation, not around it. Sometimes this is the test of God in your life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down by green pastures. He leads me. That, we like that. But all of a sudden, He restores my soul. Yea, though I walk through... Wait a minute. Where did God go? Where did the shepherd go? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Where did God lead me? How did I get here? Why do I have to go through this? Why must I deal with this? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He is with me. You see, this is what we learn here, my dear friends. That just like the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus endured the temptation and then He overcame it. He overcame the temptation. I like what Augustine said, He who is not tempted is not tested. He, he who is not tempted is not tested. And you can count on this if you call yourself a Christian. God the Father knows what's best. And God the Father always tests. God the Father knows what's best. And God the Father Always test. This is it now. You're in the temptation today. I don't know what your temptation is today. I only know the ones I'm facing today. And every day it seems that they change. I'm surrounded. I'm overcome. They're overwhelming me. They're everywhere. And what must I do? It leads to the last thing here. I must learn to overcome temptation by trusting God in the temptation. First John 4, what does it say? 1 John 4.14, you are from God, little children, and you have overcome them, that is the world, that is false teaching. Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. When you put your faith in God, you're praying, listen, you're praying and lead us not into temptation as a prayer of faith. You're praying, Lord, I believe that you're going to help me in the temptations of my life to avoid yielding to temptation. Lord, I believe that you're going to make a way of escape that I may endure my temptations. You say, oh, Pastor Mike, some of these temptations in my life, they seem like they never go away. They won't. That's why you must learn how to walk with God through them, my brothers and sisters. We're not praying for an exemption here. We're not praying for avoidance so that we don't have to be sad or have to go through pain. We learn how to walk with God through the tears, through the pain. So here you see it, overcoming temptation by faith in God. That's why 
Paul said, do not overcome, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That's what we do. Now you know what we do? Just like the Lord Jesus, because we have the Holy Spirit in us. We say, go Satan. Did you, did you see what the Lord said there? It was very good. It was very clear. It's Matthew 4, verse number 10. Go Satan. Go Satan. And then you know what? You quote the word of God. You say to the devil, the Lord rebuke you. You turn him over to God. You resist the devil and he flees from you. You put on the armor of God. You withstand. You stand in the day of trial, in the day of temptation, in the day of trouble. I'm amazed by Christians who wake up oblivious to the idea that they're going to have any kind of problems. Who taught you that? Who said that to you? Our Lord said that in this world you will have tribulation. But rejoice, I've overcome the world. As temptation rages, the Lord Jesus intercedes for us in heaven. That's why we go to our high priest. That's why we go to the throne of grace. When the fire, when the pressure of temptation is its greatest, we go and we trust him. So what do we remember about all of this today? Well, every believer faces the traps of temptation. Wait a minute, let you who think you stand be careful, you might fall. You might be about to fall. You might go out of this building and make that phone call you don't need to make. You might go out of this building and you might say those terrible things about that other person and slander them you don't need to say. You might go out of this room and invent plans to hurt and harm somebody just because they've harmed you. You better be careful. You're in associations and relationships you ought not to be in. You're about to fall. Be careful. Be careful. Let him who thinks he stands be careful. Every one of us face the traps. Face the traps of temptation. The question is, will you pray and lead us not into temptation? You see, Jesus Christ gives aid to us. Praise the Lord. He gives aid to those who are struggling in temptation. And prayer is asking God to protect us as we watch ourselves and as we pray. My dear brothers and sisters, we do it so that we might avoid falling into temptation. So what does the Lord Jesus teach us here today? Let's give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation. But... Deliver us from evil. To the praise of the glory of His grace, the Lord Jesus is at the door. And we pray, come Lord Jesus.